Water issues have been in the news this week, with a major crisis unfolding in one U.S. city and looming in at least one more. The nation's eyes were focused on Jackson, Mississippi, where the city water system has collapsed, resulting in non-potable water and at times no water at all coming from the tap. A culmination of years of neglect and poor management, coupled with unprecedented flooding in the area, has resulted in the failure of one major water treatment facility that was already suffering from numerous issues ranging from aging pumps and mechanical equipment to an inability to find qualified personnel. I'm Dr. Mary Baker with Blue Mesa Media and thank you for joining me this morning in our podcast. Today we will cover issues associated with the water crisis unfolding in several parts of the U.S. A different scenario is playing out in Las Vegas, New Mexico, a small city in the semi-arid high desert mountains of New Mexico. Las Vegas was the city in close proximity to the Hermit Creek fires in the summer of 2022. Like many areas post-wildfire, the areas near Las Vegas were left with huge burn scars, many of them in the area that drains into the lake that provides most of the drinking water for the city of Las Vegas. After many months of fires and droughts, the monsoonal rains at the end of the summer were particularly heavy, as was the case with several areas in the United States. Because the soil was compacted from the fires and the lack of rain, when the monsoon rains came, the soil was not able to absorb the rains and natural filtration did not occur, resulting in debris and ash runoff into the water sources for the city. This gave it a very high carbon content. A high carbon content in drinking water makes the water difficult to treat since the use of chlorination can form toxic chemicals when it interacts with carbon. Like Jackson, Mississippi, the small city of Las Vegas, New Mexico is faced with water everywhere but no potable drinking water. It's estimated that the city has roughly two weeks left of water at the time of this podcast. Cities across the U.S. face similar problems. The low levels in Lake Mead threaten agriculture, hydroelectric power, and city water supplies for cities across a large area of the southwestern United States. A combination of aging water treatment infrastructure, a lack of qualified personnel, unpredictable combinations of drought and record rains coupled with austere budgets at the local and state levels have created a perfect storm no pun intended for catastrophic failure of water systems across the country we can do a deeper dive into the water issues at the national level in the united states by looking at information collected and published by the american society of civil engineers ASCE, as well as a number of U.S. government sites. As a part of the 2021 report card on American infrastructure, the ASCE publishes a section on drinking water, which was given a grade of C- minus on an A through F scale, with F being total failure. The report describes an aging 2.2 million miles of underground pipes in the U.S. water supply delivery system a system that leaks an estimated 6 million gallons a day, or about 1.2 trillion gallons a year. 
According to the USGS, the U.S. water use from public supply sources is 39 billion gallons a day, with 61% of the supply coming from surface water and 39% from groundwater. Federal investment in the water infrastructure sector made up 9% of infrastructure spending in 2017, a significant drop over the number in 1977. The USGS has over 13,500 water stations across the United States that provide either real-time or near-real-time data on surface water, groundwater, and water quality. From these data sets, one can get an indication of regions that are in flood and drought conditions. So now I'd like to pivot a bit and talk about water waste, specifically in arid and semi-arid climates. Taking in this as an example, the Permian Basin and the oil and gas industry. It's no secret that the oil and gas industry uses a lot of water, particularly in fracking operations. According to a recent report by Inside Climate News, the oil and gas industry is predicted to produce about 588 million gallons of wastewater a day for the next 38 years as a result of the extraction process, which is three times the amount of oil it produces in the same region. An estimate by the Produced Water Consortium in Texas is that the total amount of wastewater produced is roughly equivalent to about half of the water consumed in New York City each year. Treating this water is quite costly and re results in recovering only about half of the water with the remaining waste having very high salt content as well as containing other toxins. A similar problem persists in California, with some types of wastewater from the oil and gas industry being used in the irrigation of crops, specifically citrus and nuts. This has become a controversial process because it's not clear what the, toxin, what the effect is of the toxins in this water that's used on this crop production. Speaking of the use of water in agricultural irrigation, it turns out that agricultural use of water is one of the highest uses of both surface and groundwater throughout the world. In the United States, the most recent water use data reported by the USGS was in 2015 and showed that crop irrigation, livestock operations, and aquaculture combined to total over three times the amount of water used in public consumption. Many irrigation practices remain inefficient, with waste occurring primarily due to evaporation. The USDA does an irrigation census every five years, years ending in three and eight, to track irrigation practices among U.S. farmers. In 2017, over 58 million acres within the United States consisted of irrigated land, with the highest irrigation acreage in Nebraska, followed by California, Arkansas, Texas, and Idaho. These five states accounted for about 90% of the total acreage irrigated in the U.S. To summarize a bit and draw some conclusions, water issues are becoming more and more of a concern both nationally and internationally as climate change, aging infrastructure, and increased demand by the energy sector and agricultural challenges 
are all challenging our current water supply systems. State, national, and international policymakers must address these issues with policies that protect the population from unsafe or non-existent public water supplies, that support farmers in agricultural production, and that provide needed water to energy producers. These policies should include common sense regulations to balance how water allocation decisions are made and to limit contamination and unnecessary waste. We will continue to cover unfolding issues with water resources and the water supply in the United States and around the world. This is Dr. Mary Baker with Blue Mesa Media and thank you for joining me.